Hi, this is Mike Brissell, voice of Living with the Land and the Tomorrowland Transit Authority People Mover. We invite you to sit back, relax, and enjoy your Grand Circle Tour of Tomorrowland with the Mickey Dudes Podcast. Ohana means family. Family and Mickey Dude Podcast means nobody gets left behind. Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor. It's the Mickey Dudes Podcast. Here's your master of ceremonies, Wazowski. Hello, humans! Hello, humans, and welcome to another episode of the Mickey Dudes Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Koch, joined tonight by my co-host from Buffalo, New York, Chuck Fitzgerald. Besides, they're tourists. What do they know? And ladies and gentlemen, it's the summer. Everybody is busy with who's doing what, who's traveling where. So tonight it's just Chuck and I. And that's not a bad thing because Chuck and I have had some very interesting experiences in uh, the past couple of months. Uh, We got to do some premium tours at Walt Disney World. And tonight we're going to talk about them. But first, let's have a word from our sponsors. Who has the largest selections of DVC resale listings and is the number one DVC reseller in the world? Who has 90% of their listings sell within 30 days with no upfront fees? Who has 95 years of combined Disney Vacation Club experience and has been selling DVC since 1993? Who has over $360 million in sales of DVC? The answer, my friends, is the same for every single question. It's DVC resale market. If you're in the market for buying Disney Vacation Club or have any questions about DVC, then look no further than DVC Resale Market. Nick, Kevin, and the whole team will do their very best to get you exactly what you need and answer any questions that you might have. Take a look at their website for some great information, their latest listings, or just some FAQs. We would like to thank DVC Resale Market for being part of our team, and now it's your turn. Let them be part of your team when buying DVC. Check them out at DVC Resale Market. Com. Whether it's the first sip of French roast at your Disney resort or the grand finale of a signature dining experience at a restaurant like Le Cellier, Gico, or the California Grill, Joffrey's coffees make Disney memories more magical. Why not savor that Disney vacation just a little bit longer while enjoying a cup of Joffrey's in the comfort of your own home? Visit Joffrey's, the official coffee and tea company of Disney, online today at joffreys.com joffreys coffee and tea a flavor for every disney memory thanks pat and since pat is still in a uh situation state of intoxication i was gonna say uh a, a way that he can't talk his wife must be so happy with that uh, I like state of intoxication better. Yeah. Let's just say a state of confusion. Uh, well, that's that's the state of Connecticut, everybody. Touche. You have a point. Confusion, not good food. Welcome to Connecticut. It's on their <laughs> license plates. Yeah, I don't have a witty response to that because it's Connecticut. They wouldn't get it anyway. hey <laughs> Sorry, Connecticutians. I love you. I'm not. (laughs) All right. So now that I just uh, alienated a portion of our audience, uh, love you guys. Uh, Well, beforehand, uh, Pat is not able to talk about our new friends over at Upsets Apparel, which uh, makes some really cool Disney shirts. You can find them on Twitter at Upsets Apparel. Uh, Definitely take take a look at these guys work because they have what was it uh, how many designs on their website now chuck 162 unique designs uh my personal favorite one is a really cool space mountain shirt that i need to get myself uh which one do you like chuck what one comes to mind for you looking at it right now i had prepared one answer however 
the veggie veggie fruit fruit kitchen cabaret shirt um, I think is going to hold a, a special place in my heart. So it's on page three. If you're looking at it online, I would strongly recommend it. And we will tweet out a link to our friends at Upsets Apparel so that you can all see the uh, good work they do on the day this uh, podcast comes out. There's also a tune-in lounge shirt. Oh? Do uh-huh. tell. It's, uh, it's got the logo for the tune-in lounge, like the neon sign that's out uh, out front. They got it on a t-shirt. It's fantastic. That place is the greatest secret in uh, the studios in case you don't know if you want to eat at uh, i know i know you know but i'm talking to our, our audience if you want to eat at 50s primetime cafe but you don't want to wait and you really don't want the hassle of uh, some uh, old woman who hates her job yelling at you that you didn't finish your mashed potatoes and trying to airplane feed you uh just order at the bar you can get the blue plate special you can get everything over there you can get the famous peanut butter and jelly milkshake and all of their um, classic spirits that they have uh 50s fied over there with uh, 50s fied huh yeah with retro names and junk like that so definitely give the tune in lounge a, a chance if you haven't uh, ever had the experience it's probably one of the only decent uh, food options over at uh, the Hollywood Studios at the moment. Would you agree? Um, not entirely. I mean, Tunin's great. Fifties is good because it's the same building, but you still have Brown Derby over at at well, uh, the studios. Yeah, so. of course. Signature. I, I'll, I'll. I'm going. I'm going just uh, lowbrow. Okay. Well, in that case, I would say it's the best option. Except for Pizza Rizzo. <laughs> I'm not joking. I enjoy Pizza Rizzo. I enjoyed the ambiance of Pizza, Pizza Rizzo. I like Pizza Rizzo. I like the upstairs room that just has this uh, Gavon look to it. And when you walk in, there's a sign There's a sign for a wedding on it, but it's one of those faded uh, mm-hmm. letter boards. And if you see the way the, the letters were before you could see the outlines. It was for a funeral right beforehand. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's like the the touches in Pizza Rizzo are fantastic, but so is the pizza. Take Write it, write it down, everyone. Eh, okay, we're not getting into this today. Because it's delicious. You toss a bunch of red pepper flakes on there and you're good to go. Yeah, because you have to burn off your taste buds to be able to Oh, just... the red pepper flakes aren't that hot. They're not hot enough to do that. No, yes, they are. The amount that you need to put on that crap to make it actually taste good, you need a lot of red pepper. Uh-huh. But I digress. So, we went on tours. We did. <laughs> We didn't go on, on go on any of the tours together, but we did do one of the tours at the same time, just not at the same time. What did we mean? do it on the same day? I don't think so. Huh. We may not have, but we did this like we were on we weren't on uh, our trip together, but we were down in Disney at the same time, and as a part of that, we did one of the tours on the same trip. Oh, yes. Okay. So that, that makes sense. That makes perfect sense now. Cause I was thinking, I, I was thinking of the tours that you were doing. Yes, you did do the same tour as I did. So why don't we start with that one? Since we both have experience with that one. Okay. That works for me. All right. And what is that tour, Chuck? So the tour that we did this past April, um, by we, I mean Heather and I, and then Dave as well, uh, is the Up Close with Rhinos tour at Disney's Animal Kingdom Park. Uh, The current price of the tour is $40 per person. It is a 60-minute guided adventure in which the rhino keepers will take you backstage to meet the rhinos up close and personal. Um, They introduce you to the park's white rhinos, fascinating insights into the species behavior and biology and discuss the challenges that threaten the population in the wild today. Um, 
this was a fantastic tour. I, I don't know what your thoughts are, Dave, but I very much enjoyed this tour. I never thought in my life I'd be able to pet a rhino. And that's really the highlight of the tour is that ability to pet the rhino. Um, so, you know, if you have younger kids, I would strongly recommend doing it because when else are you going to be able to pet a rhino? I mean, I'm, I'm an adult and I don't think I'll ever do that again. Yeah, um, that was that was definitely something really special to ha- be able to just put your hand up and pat a rhino's back, and then you just run your hand across it. Feel it felt it felt like a dirty football. Mm-hmm. Uh, they um. Ah, uh, no, no, not a dirty football. What would you say? It, it was a little bit more hairy than that, like a coconut, like a dirty coconut. You see, I didn't really feel it hair. I didn't feel it that hairy. So, but my rhino was just rolling around in the mud, right beforehand because it was a warmer day. Okay. So, that's probably what it was. That's a very good possibility. So I probably didn't actually uh, feel his hair, and I say his because I got the only male rhino in the uh, herd, or whatever you call a, a group of rhinos together. Uh, he was the one backstage that day. Uh, all of uh, his harem uh, was out on the safari. Okay. As a matter of fact, uh, they have two, three, one, two, five, three. I think. They have five females and one male in the herd over at Disney's Animal Kingdom. Okay. They have... Do you know why that is? What? Do you know why that is? Uh, it's it's a it's a in many ways it's a family group with the, it's a bunch of daughters, yeah. and they uh, any of the males they shipped out the males to other uh, zoos to uh, help populate the species and uh, keep it uh, out of the family so that there's a better gene pool. So, yep. Right Absolutely. now they have they have Jow. They have Lola, Kendi, Kiyama, and Helen. And then, the, uh, which one did you meet? Uh, Lola, maybe? Okay. I met their one, ma- one male, Dugan. So we actually got to meet two different rhinos while we were there. Okay. Um, we only got to pet the one. However, because of the... How do, how do I say this? Because of the way that the the night home for the rhinos is set up, they were actually able to let the two rhinos interact with each other. So they did have some social interaction outside of us. And that was actually very, very interesting to see. Oh, really? How so? Mm-hmm. Just because they were very much aware of each other. And they were interacting with each other, which you don't always expect. Um, Because when you see them on the safari, they are together, but they're not confined together. Okay. Where in this instance, they obviously are. Yeah, because it's like like a very big uh, dirt uh, pen that they have. Uh, There's different... Mm -hmm. um, there's different like stalls, almost like stables for them to go individually where they can eat. They can be closed in on them and they can have the uh, veterinarians uh, examine them in those areas too. And it's kind of their own little personal space where they feel safe in that spot. Yep. And uh, so was it one of the other females that I would assume? Yeah, I, I couldn't tell you who because it was a very short amount of time that they let them interact at least in front of us. I mean, they were still interacting when we left. Okay. Um, but because the whole point of the tour is, Hey, you get to pet a rhino. They didn't want the two rhinos, um, feeding off of each other as it were, uh, riling each other up while, you know, people were trying to pet them. (laughs) Okay. Safety is what it is at that point. Yes. That makes perfect sense. Um, my... Because these animals are massive. Yes. There's a there's a procedure on how you are to pet them, where you reach through the barrier, because if you put your hand another way, you have a chance of it getting crushed. So yep. obviously you have to sign a waiver when you go and do this, like with anything over mm-hmm. there, because Disney has to cover themselves. But they are very much into the safety of their 
animals and the safety of their guests. So they actually, yes. So you actually have a a small class on how to properly pet the rhino before they call the rhino over. And then they demonstrate and people still don't pay attention and they go to do it the other way. And then the the, uh, keepers have to grab your arm and push it back and say, no, this way again, because there was about, there was about four people on my tour that just completely ignored directions. Well, that's common with anything. However, there was a um, there was a child on my tour that kind of I don't want to say got a little rambunctious, but had a little bit of trouble following directions. And they will stop everything to make sure that um, everyone is safe. Yes. And in this case, I'd rather see the rhino safe over anybody else. Yeah, well, it was an interesting experience because, I mean, the, the rhino is a, what, like, two-ton animal? Yes. It's a giant animal. Like, you don't think they're that big, but they are huge. Um, and they are obviously an endangered species with the uh, the hunting of them for their horns, which is made out of keratin, by the way. Same stuff as their fingernails. Don't hunt rhinos. Exactly. Uh, and they'll say things like keratin will, uh, well, not even keratin. Your the rhino horn will uh, make uh, people uh, of the Mickey dude species uh, more potent and all. Yeah, mm-hmm. you have the same thing in your fingernails. So if that's the case, gentlemen, just bite your nails. Beforehand. Don't bite your nails either. I mean, it's not sanitary. This Think about true. what's under there. This is true. Um, but what I did actually really enjoy about this tour is they talked a lot about the species protection plan, species survival plan, um, and was able to shed a lot of light on why they do the things that they do, like why the male is the only one there. And not only that, why they keep switching out rhinos at times, because they want to have the most broad genetic gene pool yep. possible. Because if you have relatives or, or animals that are too close on that uh, family tree mating, you're going to end up with a lot of deformities, and it's actually going to hurt the overall rhino population. So they work with their AZA partners, the, uh, the American Zoological Association partners, to prevent that as much as they can. Yes, and the American uh, Zoo- Zoos and Aquarium Society, all ha- American Zoos and Aquarium Association... Uh, do have uh, extensive databases of all their animals in zoos all over the country and they can uh, basically just run an algorithm for the best genetic match to try to just play matchmaker and put uh, the best ones together to uh, increase that said gene pool. Which is fantastic because, you know, rhinos are such amazing creatures and animals, rather. Um, We need to do everything we can to protect them. Yes. Now, on the tour, did you get to see anything else uh, in terms of the other buildings as you were uh, passing by? Well, we did see a a giant dinosaur. Oh, really? I remember correctly. Um, We also saw the, the staging area for the Kilimanjaro Safari vehicles. Yes. And there is something else, but I don't remember what it was. Yeah, they they do have some. They do have an old T Rex back there that I saw. Uh, okay, yeah. See, I told you I saw yeah. a dinosaur. Yeah, it's just on the road somewhere. But uh, on mine, uh, we passed the draft building, for instance, and there were a couple of drafts in there, just kind of hanging out, just kind of as we were passing. One just kind of nodded their head to us. It was the coolest thing. Uh, okay. They pointed out the various other buildings of where they house other uh, their other species. For instance, uh, we didn't get to see any, but we passed like the the building where the baboons live. For instance, uh, right next to the rhino barn is the cheetah barn, and they and across from it is where the elephants are. And we had one. Uh, we were able to see a male elephant walking around. He was getting a. Uh, he was getting his hooves filed, like the, his toenails filed by the uh, keepers. They were through oh. a they were through a barrier, and okay. they were they were doing a training session, and they were just fi- they were just filing them down while 
while they were around as we were waiting for the other keepers to come out. So we were able to get a glimpse of that. That was a little extra magic for the tour. But uh, as we were doing our thing with the rhino, out comes the cheetah from the cheetah barn right across the way. And the cheetah is just sitting up by the fence, just uh, looking curiously at us and just kind of just looking around and just uh, wa just watching us straight through. So we got to we got to see that on top of it. So it was a pretty cool day. Uh, that, that stuff you don't expect. Yeah, that was just yeah, it was it just kind of happened like that. And then. I finished the tour and then I had the piece de resistance because uh, I headed over to Tiffin's for lunch with Joe Rody then. Yeah. Yeah. And I know we've done a show about that and that sounded fantastic. Yeah. Well, you got to meet Joe that day too, right? I did. We, uh, we ended up buying one of, I can't say what we bought because it's a Christmas present for, for someone that is not like directly related to me. I don't think they listen to the show, but I don't want to, don't want to take that risk. Okay. But you it's got to meet mom. him, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, we got to meet him. We got to meet him, and that was fantastic. And where did you meet him at? Uh, what? Oh, uh, Zwali Traders, maybe. Yes. Zwali Traders, the the gift shop in the back in uh, in Harambe that is right outside of Kilimanjaro Safaris. Very cool. Yeah, that was uh, probably one of the highlights of the trip. So the Up Close Rhinos tour uh, currently is, uh, well, as of April, they said that they were sold out through November. Uh, every now and then they get like one or two spots opening up. So if you're a couple or you're traveling solo and everything, you can keep trying. It's very popular. Uh, there is a uh, annual pass discount involved with yes, it. Yes, there is. And uh, what does it retail for, Chuck? $40. $40. So definitely something worth going for. Uh, also, if you haven't uh, tried it, you can also do the Up Close with Giants tour, which is uh, highlights the, the elephants. Tour, but elephants. Yes. Yeah. Except you don't get to pet the elephants. They take you to a viewing stand behind Kilimanjaro Safaris where you can see the, uh, the trucks going by, but you get to see the elephants too from a distance but okay. a better view okay in that way yeah so what other tours did you take chuck so i, I want to say the next tour that i did on that trip um was the epcot seas tour the aqua tour now this is something that heather and i got as a uh, a wedding present so it was part of our honeymoon and it is the snorkeling tour in the seas pavilion now, it's not the scuba tour to do that. You do have to be scuba certified. However, you are strapped on with a scuba tank and a life vest, so you can't go down. Um, and you get to spend uh, 30 to 35 minutes, I think, um, actually snorkeling in the, the saltwater aquarium itself. And it is fantastic. Um, as of right now, it's $145. There is a AP discount, um, probably DVC discount and all that. But it is one of the best tours I have ever been on. Um, I think it's a four-hour tour. Um, Three-hour tour, something like that. Okay. Uh, it, it's, it's just great. Oh, it's a two-and-a-half-hour tour that includes approximately 30 minutes of actual snorkeling time. Um now, you do get to see the entire Seas Pavilion, so there's a lot of backstage of this tour. There are no, there are almost no opportunities for pictures on this tour. In fact, they do make you put your phone in a locker. Obviously, because of the, uh, the snorkeling, they're not going to let you bring that with you. But you cannot bring anything into the, uh, the tank area. So they'll walk you through the, you know, the vet area of the Seas Pavilion, the filtration area of the pavilion. Um, they'll take you on stage to look at some of the dolphins. They'll take you backstage to look at some of the, the dolphin areas, the manatee areas and all the fish areas um, and the kitchen. And then you get to go sign your waiver because, of course, you do. It's a Disney tour. And then they'll take you down to the locker room where... You pick out a locker. There is, in whatever locker that you pick, a bag, a towel, 
um, in the locker room that you will get. And I think a pin maybe um, from there or well, actually before that you do get a wetsuit because they will make sure that you wear a wetsuit while you're in the tank. Um, those are not the most comfortable things in the world. So just prepare yourself. The only thing that you are, I don't want to say required to bring is a um, swimsuit. So you do need to be in proper attire to swim. They will give you your um, wetsuit. However, you don't want to go in that thing, you know, three sheets to the wind or uh, flying free, if you know what I'm saying. It's funny. I think when I did my wetsuit at uh, SeaWorld, as I swam with the Belugas a couple of years ago, um, I went commando. That's that's okay. Continue. I, I don't know how I can follow up with that. Um, well, anyways, you're following up a uh, great art. But continue. Yeah. Um, after everyone gets um, in their wetsuit, which isn't always you know easiest because they just kind of got to size you up um, and guess your wetsuit size. So. There's some issues with that, but they're always very accommodating. If anyone doesn't have the right size, they'll make sure they'll get you what you need. Um, you walk on stage, they'll give you your flippers. One, or Well, no, you're still backstage, but you're also on stage at the same time. It's, it's in the tank itself, so you can be seen, but you are backstage. Um, they'll give you your flippers that you'll slide on, and then you walk onto the viewing platform that everyone sees. Um, or actually that everyone is in. So the main seas pavilion has the two level area where the diver access is in the main area. Um, Dave, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yes. Which I found out is just a showpiece because when that fills up with water, it just goes all the way to the top of the tanks and then they have to get out and then go back into the tanks. That's just a, uh, yep. that's just to tell the story. Yeah, but it's, it's actually housing on top of that, all the access to the tanks. So you do walk on top of that entire room. Um, they'll get you your flippers on. They'll get you tanked up. Make sure your goggles work. Um, now they do have prescription goggles. Now I do have contacts and glasses um, for, you know, normal day to day life. Normally I'm wearing my glasses. However, they told me that my vision wasn't bad enough to warrant the prescription goggles. Um, so the water does act like a natural amplifier of everything. It's a natural magnifying glass. Was that the and case? It was absolutely the case. I did not need it. But if you do, it's going to be there for you. No problems. Um, they, they also did say, hey, you know what? Try it out. See if it works. If it works, great. If not. Let us know and we'll get you your prescription that you say that you need. Um, however, <laughs> they're like, oh, what what prescription do you need? And I gave them the number and they're like, I don't know what that is. So which tells me that it is so low that they don't really use it a lot. I think it starts at uh, two. I'm a minus one point five or one point seven five at this point. Um, now, uh, the other thing is no jewelry of any kind other than a watch is allowed in the aquarium. Um, no rings, no earrings, no nothing. You got to take it out. They will not let you swim with it in or with it on. Um, and very truthfully, I wouldn't even wear a watch. I mean, you don't want to be worried about the time when you only have 30 minutes in this environment. You don't want to be looking at your watch. You want to be focused on everything around you. And you are swimming with schools of fish, with sharks, with a sea turtle. Now you are not allowed to touch a sea turtle. If the sea turtle touches you, magical moment. If you touch a sea turtle, class C felony. Don't do it. That's what. Uh, that's exactly what we were told by our wonderful uh, tour guide. He was very engaging, very energetic, um, and just pr fantastic all around. So it, it is a great tour. I would highly, highly recommend it. Um, you get a backpack, a towel. And I want to say a pin. Oh, and a picture of yourself. And apparently there's a video. I don't remember a video at all. Nice. 
Yeah. So that that was fun. I'd highly, highly recommend that to her. And like I said, it's $145 right now. Prices per person and does not include tax. Uh, but they do have AP discounts. They probably have DVC discounts and, and the whole nine yards for that. So if if you have a longer trip and now this was a longer trip for Heather and I, I would absolutely recommend this because this gets you uh, a new way of seeing the pavilion that you've seen so many times. Now, the other thing is you do get a shower and please do shower after the tour because um, you don't want to walk around the park smelling like uh, sea salt and uh salt water all day and it is a very cool um aquarium i don't remember exactly what it's heated to but it is not it's not your uh, normal pool heat it is probably 60 some odd degrees i was also a little sunburned at that time so it felt fantastic okay so two questions one do you get to meet the dolphins i know you don't swim with them no but do they like do you see them you see them, but you do not meet them. That's a, actually a separate tour. That is the uh, uh, Dolphins in Death tour. Were you were they active when you came through? Kind of like jumping up and like. Mm, no. Okay. The reason why I ask is I have a uh, friend who's a cast member who has to uh, do a lot of various work all around the property backstage, and uh, one time he was. Uh, in uh, that in the seas area and as they were walking him back to do what he had to do the dolphins were just going crazy and trying to show off and they were saying yeah they they, the three that they have in the pod uh anytime there's a new person around they do that they like to show off for the new people when they're around so i was just kind of curious i can see that yeah and the second question while you were in the tank did you see ariel uh, no, she she was not making an appearance at that time. Okay, good to know. But we did see one of the scuba people who actually works for the tour or works for the seas and not just a tour guest playing rock paper scissors with a kid through the glass. That's fun. So in case you're wondering that it, I, that's how much that water amplified the um, or magnified the like what I was seeing, I could actually see that they were doing that. Good to know for our blind uh, guest. I'm not blind. Our blind listeners. <laughs> All right, Dave, what tour did you do, Mr. I've Done Everything? Well, you did three on this trip. I only did one. Yeah, but you got another tour that you've done since then, so I'm not talking for 45 minutes straight. Oh, I was going to make you talk for 45 minutes straight, and then I was going to finish off with my other tour. Uh, so uh, a couple weeks ago, I uh, did a free tour over at... Uh, Disney's Old Key West on uh, Sunday, not no, sorry, Saturday mornings and Wednesday mornings at 10 a.m. They have a, a little tour that basically takes you to the common areas of uh, of uh, Old Key West, uh, also known as uh, oh, I can't think of the name of that area yet. The Disney Institute. No, 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 no. There's there's an island that you check into on... Um... Oh, I've never been there, so I'm not the right person to ask. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, I get it now. Conch Flats is the name of the uh, island that has all of the uh, common areas of the resort. And when I say common areas, I mean stuff like your check-in, your, your lounge, your, uh, your restaurant, your general store, and mm-hmm. then every other area... It's supposed to be an island in the Florida Keys where you're actually uh, having your sleeping quarters. So okay. uh, the tour is just of uh, Conk Flats, the name of the uh, the name of the area, and it starts off in the adjacent lounge to the check-in lobby, and they basically give you a history of the resort, uh, an early uh, history of uh, the the. Uh, Florida Keys and how they were settled by uh, modern-day Americans. Uh, they walk you down to uh, the restaurant. They tell you a history about Olivia's Cafe, who the real Olivia was. And they basically uh, outline this entire story of, uh, in classic Disney fashion, you have the good guys, you have an unlikely villain in this story, 
but there is a villain and it ends with a connection to uh, Walt Disney uh, making Snow White. It's an hour-long tour. I don't want to give anything away on this one because this one is just uh, one of those that uh, it's an eye-opener. And I would recommend that anybody have a chance. Uh, you know, like, you know, you have kids and everything. You know, life kind of gets a little bit crazy, you know. Maybe send them to the kids club for some time and maybe go over there and take this tour. I don't want to give too much away because uh, the story is just better told by the cast member who kind of interweaves it with everything else going on. I will give you uh, one little uh, interesting tidbit. Uh, when you cross over uh, into Old Key West, you come over a bridge, and it was meant to be a replica of a train bridge that you would... Uh, take to get to uh, Key West and uh, it's a concrete bridge up to a point where all of a sudden it goes uh, into uh, regular wood uh, deck finish and as you drive over the deck part your car goes click clack clickety clack and they chose that material so that your car actually becomes the train pulling into the station, which is where you check into. You check into this huge train station. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, it's definitely one of these... It's a free tour. Is it? Should it be high on your priority list? No. I mean, you do get a pin at the end. So, if you, if you are a pin collector, especially if you collect uh, the resort pins, you get a free pin at the end. And you also get a taste of their uh, the resort's signature banana bread that they use in their restaurant to make their uh, bananas Foster's French toast. Oh, yeah. Okay then. So definitely worth a definitely worth a visit if you happen to be staying at Old Key West, or if you have a really long trip and are looking for something to do. Yes, this is true. And Chuck, what else have you done? All right, so the last tour that we did was, uh, or excuse me, that I did, Heather did not do this one with me, was the World Showcase Destinations Discovered Tour. Now, this tour has made a little bit of a change um, from the point that I signed up for it to the point that I went on it. Um, originally, it included a, a, a lunch at Rose and Crown. However, in that time frame from where we signed up to the uh, the actual tour, that has been adjusted to make the tour a little bit shorter. It was originally like a five and a half hour tour. <laughs> and now it's only a four and a half hour tour. So it was uh, $79 for the tour. And what this does is a couple of things. One, it gets you into the park before the park is open. Now that is something that I cannot recommend enough. You can't really do anything, but I do have a bunch of pictures of Epcot at eight o'clock in the morning. I, I was actually number two into the park that day um, and there was no one around. No one at all was around. Um, no one for any breakfast at that point. No one for any of the other tours. It was me and one other person and if I waited long enough, which was about 30 seconds, I got a picture with no one in it. Um, so that was fantastic. From there, um, you meet your tour guide over by Electric Umbrella. Uh, well, actually, you check in at the pin trading station and then you meet your tour guide over on the patio of Electric Umbrella and you're given your normal Disney earpiece with your battery pack, your name tag, your pin, I think, at that time, and you're off. You do start going through the pavilions um, counterclockwise, so you start on the left with Mexico, um, assuming you have America at 12 o'clock. And they will take you through each of the pavilions showing you details that you've never seen before. So the first pavilion is Mexico. They take you in there. Uh, there's a, a bunch of detail. And the tour guides are really a wealth of information. Um, so if you have questions, ask it. There were so many people on the – well, not so many people on the tour. I think it was like seven people on the tour. Um, ask your questions. And, and, you know, they generally have answers. Now, some of the questions that were asked were, when is the gondola system opening up? Uh, which the, the tour guide was like, I, I know as much as you guys do at this point. Um, but 
so we went to Mexico and then they showed us some of the, the you know imagineering tricks as it were for the Norway pavilion and it's still labeled on the outside of the building um, with some of the old names and then there's one area near the restrooms where they built out the brick facade about four feet and the reason for that is because you could still see that four feet of the brick from on stage and past that it was all just regular stucco um, so the, that little attention to detail of, oh, the guests can see this backstage area, but not that backstage area. And you, it's a really hard line that they'll draw. Um, it's, it's interesting to see. So they take you around the countries. Um, they will also take you to the prep kitchen for all the tours or excuse me, all the festivals. So we met with the head chef of Flower and Garden. Um, I want to say his name was Scott's. But I could be. Don't quote me. Um, who gave us a cookie? It was it was a delicious cookie. Um, and you know they took us through like the beer coolers, the Club Thirty Three prep area, uh, the ginormous prep area for all of the uh, the food booths, and they will make everything right there, and then send it out to staging areas for the uh, the festival booths. And seeing that entire process and have them have it centralized and how much easier it makes their life um, was amazing. Now, it was also raining at this time, so we were all a little wet, and then they stuck us in a cooler. Um, not a complaint. It was just a little cold. From there, we ended up... I think that's kind of behind Germany. From there, we ended up in China, um, and they, showed, they told us the, the secret of how the the inside of the China Pavilion maintains its crispness. Now, Dave, have you been, you've obviously been inside the China Pavilion, right? Yes, I have. So you know how it is very ornately decorated on that dome, yes? Yes. Do you know how they do that? No. Do you want to know? Sure. Vinyl. Okay, so it makes it shiny. It, it not only makes it shiny, but it's very easy to replace. If any section gets worn, they just print off that section, slap it back up there. Yeah, bet you didn't see that coming. Um, from there, so they'll take you around to about America, and America's where we stop for a snack. Our snack was fruit, cheese, and more fruit. I think maybe crackers, something. Um, now I was on this tour without uh, uh, Heather. So I was the only solo person on the tour. So I actually sat with our um, tour guide during lunch and it was great. Now this was about 11 o'clock. So world showcase had just opened up. So we made it all halfway around world showcase um, before anything opened up. And those areas are fantastic. Um, stopping and seeing no one in the parks now because it's not open at that time you are considered backstage so for the first couple hours of the tour you can't really take pictures um which is okay you know it's whatever um from the united states i, I know i skipped over germany and italy a little bit um from the united states you go to japan morocco they spend a lot of time in japan talking about the uh Mitsukoshi department store and how they own all of that and how it's the oldest department store. Um, and at this point, the new restaurant hadn't opened yet, but it is still owned by the same Mitsukoshi group. Um, in Morocco, they told us the nice secret spot to hide out from the rain. I'm not going to share it because it's a secret. Um, what do we talk about in France? I don't remember what it was that we talked about in France, but there was a lot of attention to detail there. And the same with the United Kingdom, how it is actually each of the countries of the UK are represented and it's not just England. So whether it be through the building material or, or how it is, and they actually told us that in one of the buildings, the reason that it's oddly shaped with little overhangs is because in the country, 
you only have to pay taxes on the space on the ground. If you build up and out, you don't have to pay tax on that space. So that's why some of the buildings have look like they have little reverse steps, as it were. Uh, before um, you go on, I will give you yes. a uh, little bit of, um, I guess, trivia for the World Showcase. France is the only country in the World Showcase that is modeled after one place in the country. Every other, every other part of any other country pavilion has a smattering of different things from throughout that country. France mm-hmm. is just Paris during the Belle Epoque uh, era when uh, Walt Disney was a uh, ambulance driver for the for the Peace Corps down there that time. No. Oh. Yeah. Okay then. Yeah, he wanted it to be the Paris that he lived in. I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. Continue. Um, Now, we did talk a lot about forced perspective uh, for the United States because it is the – it is not only the tallest building, but it is made to look taller than it is. So the doorways are exaggerated, everything like that. Um, And the reason that's an important thing is when you go to Canada, you talk about the reverse of the forced perspective. It's the exact same size as the American thing pavilion however the doorways are smaller so it looks like it's actually a taller building um as opposed to the large american doorway so it looks like a smaller building um and then you end up in the victoria gardens garden way where you do all right that's where you get your pin um but it is like i said it is a four and a half hour walking tour it includes a snack no cameras video or equipment or cell phones may be used backstage um, photography is allowed and encouraged in non-backstage areas and it is wheelchair accessible and there is a 15% uh, Chase Visa DVC and AP discount um, however you do have to wear closed toed shoes because you are t- taken into the prep area um, so they need to make sure that you are safe for that area but I would h- highly recommend this if you like to learn more about the parks i mean i knew a lot of it like they started off the tour talking about oh when you know world showcase first opened the first nine countries or seven countries or whatever it was um brought water from each of their respective lands and poured it into the fountain of nations and each preceding country from that point did the same it wasn't the same ceremony but you get the point They also talked about expansion pads and how they do have room to grow, which prompted a lot of questions from the audience, which was, you know, myself and four other couples or three other couples. Oh, what's going to be the next thing? The cast members don't talk about rumors. They don't mention rumors. They don't speculate on rumors. Um, They just kind of pretend it doesn't exist. Now, it was a little bit unique because some of the members of my tour were cast members from Disneyland. Uh, So they're... They understood it a little bit more, but not everyone else did. Um, but it, it was a great tour. I, I really another fantastic guide that we had. Another tour guide that we had was great. While well, we I in this one was uh, fantastic. He was so knowledgeable um, and just I cannot recommend this tour enough uh, based on the fact that you get in the park early and you get to see things and learn things that you never would have imagined. Another uh, tidbit of information about this tour. Uh, the pin that you get at the end, if you actually take the uh, Undiscovered Future World tour and you put them together, they make for a piece of a puzzle. Oh, there is one other tidbit that I mentioned that I did not part- that I forgot I did not mention that I also did not partake in. Okay. So just for going on this tour, you are given uh, reserve viewing for illuminations that evening. Over in Italy, right on the water. That's good to know. Yeah. Um, Now, like I said, I didn't partake in that because at that point, you know, Heather was not on the tour, so Heather would not have been allowed in. I mean, I'm sure I could have talked her in, but um, it was it's a nice little add on that you don't necessarily think of. And actually, I think as I left. The uh, like so as the tour wrapped up, I did stop and get some poutine uh, because, you know, you're right by the the refreshment port. You got to get poutine. Um, 
by the time I made it to the monorail, because I was going to Magic Kingdom, these skies opened up. Oh, man, was it raining. <laughs> I beat it by about five minutes, if that. Um, but, you know, you had your normal, hey, it's Florida, this is your 10-minute warning, dark clouds and wind. Um, so I was able to, you know, hightail it a little bit there. Always a good thing. And you know what? I like those Florida storms because they empty out the parks. People run to leave. Just wait them out. Yeah, absolutely wait them out. Always wait them out. Unless if they say it's not going to stop. Watch the weather and then wait them out. Yep. Okay, Dave. That's the end of my tours. You got anything else? No, Chuck. No, I don't because uh, I think it's time for me to sign up for another tour. I would recommend the Destinations Discovered Tour That's and the what, Seas Tour. Yeah, I haven't done anything with the Seas yet. I was supposed to swim with the Dolphins once. Uh, I had a friend doing a uh, fundraiser for Give Kids the World, and uh, when I found out what they were doing, I canceled the tour. I got my refund and the proceeds from that. I donated it over to him, and I would do that in a heartbeat again. But I do have to get over to the Seas and do those tours. Uh Another one that's on my list that uh, I must do. Uh, I'm going to wait, though, until uh, Tron is built so that the train is back online is the the steam train tour. Okay. I support that decision. Other than that, uh, if we can get a bunch, if we can get a bunch of the Mickey dudes together one time and uh, take the uh, family magic tour that uh, includes the scavenger hunt with Peter Pan. That would be awesome, because I'm not doing that one alone. Well, I can't say that we will be well-behaved. This this is true. So just remember that when you're thinking about it. This is true. All right, Chuck, and let's uh, tell everybody where we can be found on the interwebs. I can be found, for one, on uh, Instagram and Twitter, at Figments Reality. I have been getting a lot better with Twitter lately, so... I might be a decent follower now, but uh, I'm active on Instagram, so definitely hit me up over there. Where are you, Chuck? I can be found on the Twitter machine, at Chuck in the Chat. And you can find the Mickey Dudes podcast on Facebook. Just search the Mickey Dudes. You can find us on Twitter, at the Mickey Dudes, and you can find us on Instagram, at the Mickey Dudes podcast. Chuck, take us out. I, you know, I said it last week. I don't have a catchphrase, so, uh, uh, bye. Have a magical day, everyone. I still got to do a catchphrase. You've just listened to another exciting episode at the Mickey Dudes Podcast. You can find the Mickey Dudes on Facebook at the Mickey Dudes Podcast and on Twitter at the Mickey Dudes. If you enjoyed our podcast, please share the love on Stitcher or iTunes. Thank you for tuning in and we'll see you again real soon.